grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. Aaron, you know, oh, geez, Aaron. you're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? 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 Before we uh before we begin, I believe we Yeah, I think we need to um offer a moment of silence for the greatest pairing in the history of professional wrestling. Why they would ever choose to break it up. What the Pour a little out for our homies. R-Truth and Carmella, who are no more, because Carmella had to go and start boning Corey Graves, and Corey Graves is on the other show, so she's got to be on that show. So I why does R-Truth have to be on Raw? Yeah, I mean, legally, sp- that, first of all, that would be option one. <laughs> option two would be, you tell Carmella, I'm so sorry, this relationship might be nice for you and all, it is not nearly as important as keeping you and R-Truth on the same show moving forward. That's the way it should be, but we pour one out for that because that sucks. All right, it's episode number zero of Jobbing. All the things that I thought would get broken up because of the draft. Right, right. The best, the best faction that's ever existed in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, it's episode number zero because that's the number of times, by the way. Did now, I'll ask, Brandon, I'll ask you. Did Aaron mention to you that he was going to Vegas to interview a bunch of wrestlers last week? He did. Oh, he did. Okay, but, so he mentioned it one more time to you than he did to any of the rest of but, us. But the way the way he talked about it was in a way in which I felt like he didn't want anyone to know, so I didn't. Yeah, he didn't bother mentioning it to me like at he all. He wouldn't reference it in a text message. It, he only told me in person at AEW. It's very weird, dude. It's very <laughs> weird. I don't know what's going on. Like, and then... He was like, I have to tell you something. Right. And then at AEW, he told me, but I'm like, okay, but you could have just texted me this. We all need to have a, a, a kind of a meeting. I think we need to make a planning strategy here. And the answer, AJ, uh, AJ I know is already, we'll just get rid of Aaron. All right? So I already Aaron know that. has to go. Yeah, I know that's the answer. Aaron went to Vegas... To interview a bunch of wrestlers, right? That's fine. I don't know like how it came about. I don't know if it was for the Baltimore Sun or for Rolling Stone or for his whatever his I'll show. Him, like, I know, but I'll let him I, I don't. That. I don't yeah. care. I just don't. I don't care. That's his deal. That's fine, right? So somebody on Twitter, one of our listeners, calls him out for <laughs> this. Says, "Wow, weird that Aaron's out there interviewing all these wrestlers. I bet that you guys would like to have the wrestlers on the show." To which I say. You're goddamn right I would. Like, of course, I would like to have these people on this show, jobbing out. And so I tweeted that back. And Aaron said, well, it, you know, I'm doing them in person. To which I said, I could do that too. He said, well, I'm in Vegas. I said, oh, you're going to mention that at some point? He said, well, who says we can't use the interviews for the show? I said, well, great. Start sending them to me. Well, how many interviews? As I saw him hanging out with Roman Reigns. I saw Bobby him hanging Lashley. out with Bobby Lashley. Pretty, pretty uh, a big deal at the moment, right? Ric Flair. How many of those interviews do you think I have for us to share on this show this week? What was the number at the beginning of the show? Zero. 
episode zero. As in when I said to Aaron, hey, Aaron, you're sending and me now any... now you understand why Aaron's the worst. I said, you sending me any of those interviews for us to air on the show? Because you said they were for the show. He said, ah, maybe next week. By the way, this is all evidence that we should all listen to the show on the week that we're not on the show because apparently we just oh all we're gonna do all we're gonna do is talk. Sh- in fairness, we talk way more shit about Aaron than we do about anybody else because he deserves and it for this exact reason. Correct, correct. Um, again, would love to share them with you. I would love for you to. I would like to hear them. Can't do it. Don't have them. He's either a liar or there's something more underhanded going on, and I don't know what it is, but we're gonna get to the bottom of it at some point. By the way, also can't even come on and do the show this week. So, like, would have been a way for us to have him on the show. <laughs> he could have still been on the show even when he couldn't be on the show. He just couldn't bother to send a fucking email. All right. We'll vote right now. All in favor of getting rid of him. Aye. 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 All right. Very good. That's it. By the way, we, we all know that Aaron fucked up the draft this week, right? Like, that's the reason it was so bad. Is oh. Because he was there. Oh, is that what it is? I I, I He was at SmackDown, too, you think by the you- way. Did you know that? You didn't know? No, I think it makes sense. It was in Vegas, so he yeah. would be there, sure. But like, what the fuck, man? Like, why? Why wouldn't you mention that on the professional wrestling show that you host? Why is he in Vegas? Aaron can tell you what happened. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to. I mean, he was flown out. Okay, fine. The WWE used yeah, he to. He got flewed out. The WWE used to do this all the time, where they would fly people 2K, out. 2K, I think. Fine, that's fine. It happens all the time. But like, I again, like maybe you mentioned that at some point. Maybe when you host a professional wrestling Who show, did he you trick, say, by the way. Like, yeah, to thinking that he was really a person. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right. Uh, we do have a great guest schedule for this week. Filthy Tom Lawler is going to be with us. He's at Defy this weekend out in Seattle. Of course, a former UFC fighter who is well on his way to accomplishing great things in professional wrestling. You see him on MLW. Tom Lawler will join us later on in the show. Um, the draft is in the books. Uh, I. I <laughs> It's all fine. Like, it's all... I think there's a couple things that jump out at me, boys. The first is, like, there's a little bit less sting for a draft because, one, when you've had everybody on both shows, like, you've you've largely seen... Like, it's not quite the same as when you're splitting things up and it's fresh and it's new and you're like, right, this guy's been on a show with this person for the last forever because all the guys have been on all the shows. So the draft, in theory, loses a little bit of a sting because of that. When they decided it wasn't going to involve NXT, like that loses some of the sting because you're not waiting to find like who's going to be this time this Finn Balor that we're not going to know is getting called up or you know quote unquote called up until that moment. And then the third part of it is it made no fucking sense. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, that's true. I was going to say the part that they sent out, they literally posted <laughs> the list oh, right. of wrestlers that were being drafted by SmackDown on Friday and just didn't like say it is a little bit weird it's a little bit weird i don't know man like it's all fine we know who's going to be on each show uh what, what aj go ahead what are your thoughts on what we saw unfold over the last couple of days the absolute worst thing that came from this is the fact that uh that those corny 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 <laughs> corny fake yeah draft room reactions if they had done it one time if they had one time cut to the draft room right like we would have said okay this is silly but it's what it is when they kept going back to these pre-packaged it looked like at least one time they used the same exact video they absolutely did (laughs) unquestionably they used the same exact video when they kept going back to it like okay you've made your point 
the, the only bit that made it like getting Cletus the dancing football robot yeah. into a shot is always worth it because Cletus the dancing football robot is funny no matter what, right? So the first time they did that, like small cheap pop for Cletus the dancing football robot being in the draft room. That's the end of the bit. There's nothing can, more to come from it. Can, can we it di- was stupid. Can we dissect the, the this other? A bit? The other really terrible thing that came from this was uh, like. NBC tried to sh- like they tried to do the same thing Fox did with like showing like these are our other shows super right. into and NBC and all the people from NBC 100% completely were reading off a teleprompter had no idea what they were talking about who they were saying Except, at least the Fox people may have done that but they actually made you feel like they didn't I think there was one that felt organic and I'm trying to remember who it was because it was someone or oh the the Saturday Night Live guys. So oh, change that, right, that right, same. because they had been on before. Right. They had been at WrestleMania. The, I mean, the other thing too is that those segments are great the opposite way around. They literally did a segment with the Premier League folks trying to talk about the similarities between WWE and the Premier League. Which, like, if you showed that on the Premier League broadcast to try to get people to watch WWE, like, yeah. okay, that works. The problem is you don't need to sell to wrestling fans that <laughs> wrestling is like soccer. <laughs> like that, we're already watching the wrestling. Like we're good. We don't need your help with this part of it. It it, it was bad. It was just it was very bad. It, do you want to know what's even worse? If you look at the ones that didn't make air that they put online, they had the fucking Housewives of New Jersey was one oh, of them. Oh, I'm sorry we missed that. I'm sure it was <laughs> sure it was spectacular. I was like I was like you were one clip away from having to use to AJ's point. You were one clip away from having yeah, to use going the, to the real Housewives. Housewives of New Jersey. No doubt. Instead of like a sports show. All right. So I think the biggest storylines as far as rosters are concerned, like what really jumps out, um, one being that Charlotte and Becky Lynch both end up on Raw, which surprised a lot of people. The idea, remember when when we were trying to figure out um, the decision making, there was this thought that you needed to have your top stars. You needed to have one on both shows. That's why Seth Rollins had to be on Raw. Brock Lesnar had to be on SmackDown. Charlotte needed to be on SmackDown because Becky Lynch was on Raw. Well, they had decided to put both of them on Raw. My first question is, they have alluded to the idea that there could be a major trade that could happen. Are you convinced that both Becky Lynch and Charlotte are staying on Raw? And if that's the case, do you think it's because they're purposely trying to push Bailey and Sasha as superstars? Or do you think they have something else in mind for the women's division on SmackDown? I... I think there's a couple things going on here, and and the trade could that that's the unknown variable. Who knows what they're they're pushing that for Tuesday night, um, as, you know, as we're recording this, that would be tonight, uh, the show that comes on after the uh, and is it the NL ALCS? Yes. So, by the way, if we're if we're going off WWE luck right now, that's going to air at like. Twelve thirty. Well, something. that you know. What I, I mean? mean, that game's at four o'clock. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, good, yeah. good. So then they're they're somewhat safe. Well, anyway, aside from whatever that is, I think that this is goes back to what I was talking about last week. With Raw, you've got three hours. With SmackDown, you only have two. So I think they're you know they're telling you right now, barring what happens tonight, that the women are prominently going to be featured on Raw because they moved the tag titles to Raw, even though they said they could go wherever they want. Well, I mean, and I think that we will see them show up on SmackDown as well. And probably NXT. Right. I think more so because we're seeing the development of of a few tag teams down there. So I think that, I think you got that. And then I I I think that you have Ronda 
on SmackDown, I think is what's going to happen. I think you've got Ronda, the returning baby face against evil Bailey, is ultimately what we're going to get. Okay. Uh, AJ? AJ? I mean, Ronda Rousey coming back is obviously the the biggest thing that could probably happen for SmackDown. Um, but I think that they're going to use this as an opportunity to push younger talent on SmackDown in the women's division because with Brock Lesnar being on SmackDown and Roman Reigns being on SmackDown and the New Day being on SmackDown, like, and it's a two-hour show, you don't really need the women's division to carry the show as much as you need it to carry on. And by the way, at the moment, Cain Velasquez as well. We'll see what happens moving forward, but at the moment, Cain Velasquez is on SmackDown too. Yeah, so like you don't you don't need them to carry the show as much as you need the women to carry the show on Raw, um, especially with the extra two, with the extra hour and the fact of just the roster as it sits currently. Um, also, for what it's worth, the tag team roster more loaded on SmackDown than on Raw. At the moment, the only tag teams on Raw, the Viking Raiders, the OC, and the Street Profits, where SmackDown has the Revival, the New Day, Ziggler and Rude, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, and the B-Team. So there's also a lot in the tag where's, team division. Where's AOP? Um, did not Free get drafted. agents. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, like obviously at the moment you look at the roster and say they'll end up on Raw, right? Like that's that appears to be an obvious thing, but we'll see. I just wish they, I just wish they made the draft more realistic. Yeah, I mean it like, was no, right. No what shade, do you mean, AJ? No shade at all to Liv Morgan, but bruh. Yeah, and well, and like the round where one show is taking the Miz and Baron Corbin, and the other show is taking Akira Tozawa and Shelton Benjamin. Like, yes, come on, dog. I mean, it's just it looks awful. Part of this being the problem of the way that they did it, the structure of it, and part of it being I, like for some reason WWE appears to be hell bent on not having um, authority figures at the moment, like which is sort of a weird bit because like. Why does anybody care if they're really on Raw or SmackDown, right? Like, in, unless you're going to outright say it's better to be on SmackDown because SmackDown is a network show, what real difference does it mean to any of these people, whether they're on Raw or they're on SmackDown? So this thing that they were doing for weeks where they're like, they're trying to position themselves to be a higher draft pick. Well, they're going to be on one show or the other. <laughs> like, Wait, what the fuck difference so does it make if they go in the second round or the fourth round? So like, Here's the other best part. The other best part of this whole thing is, like, You've got uh, you've got guys like Titus O'Neil who got drafted, right? Who, whose real reaction would be like, "I'm on one of the shows." Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice to be on TV. That's a great point. That's a fair point. Um, back to the women's thing. I, by the way, I tend to agree with you guys. Just looking at the this is the roster at the moment. The SmackDown women are Bailey, Sasha, Lacey Evans, Tamina, and Carmella. Um, the Raw roster, Lacey Evans, who was a face, face. for, and they never addressed that. Like they just did it and then moved on immediately uh raw becky and i assume that she'll go back to being a heel on smackdown but who knows but with the heel champion I, I, who knows right who this knows? was the conversation I aaron and it. i were having is right. there's no big face now oh, there's Bailey carmella is. is the answer yeah i know i understand we'll get to that the raw women's division is becky lynch alexa bliss <laughs> natalia nikki cross charlotte flair Zelina vega the kabuki warriors and Liv morgan everyone yes just about everyone so I threw out a name. I know AJ saw it. I threw out a name that could be the answer to all of this. And I think it's wildly practical that could end up being the answer. I Like, look, if, if they've got Ronda Rousey, if she's an option, then that's the answer. I just don't know if it's an option or not. I don't know where we are with the Ronda Rousey situation. I could understand why 
if they know that's in the back, they want to hold that on SmackDown. They knew they were going to pop a big number week one. They thought they were going to get a pretty good number out of the draft in week two, although as it turns out, it wasn't a great number for them. Should be should be Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair would be great, but I think the answer is fairly obvious. I have who I think. The, an- the answer is AJ Lee. That's oh, the answer. Right. Yeah. Um, if CM Punk is about to start working for Fox doing the WWE show, it means the relationship between WWE and CM Punk is fine, as has been alluded to in recent weeks. And once that's the case, why wouldn't AJ Lee be the massive face star to come back to SmackDown and help the women's division? Why would she not be the absolute perfect choice to pin opposite of heel Bailey? Hey, should, in that I, spot? should I should I say the real reason why? Go ahead. She can't work. Oh, oh come on. Oh, 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 oh. Boo. oh, what an asshole. What an asshole. Just being, I'm just being real. Like, putting her on, like, AJ Lee was a star, and she still is a star, and she comes back, she'll be top of the card. But she'll be, of all the people you just named on SmackDown, she will be the worst worker. Um, I mean, I don't know what she's been doing for the last few years. Worse, so than, I, worse than Carmella? Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yes. Maybe. I, yes. I mean, I can't, I can't speak to how she may or may not have improved. I understand what you're alluding to is that what we're talking about is a different generation of wrestlers who are really great wrestlers, whereas A.J. Lee was more of just sort of an athlete and someone who could do this and was a wonderful character. I mean, her character AJ was... A.J. Lee was a passable... She was a, she was a great character and a passable wrestler in a time where women's wrestling didn't need to be great. Right, correct. You know what I'm saying? But the argument... Now, that, if you... Now... Every woman's match, they're trying to outdo the dudes every time. I understand what you're saying, but she was such a good character. Like, again, she was the most important part, part, part of programming for the better part of a year. Like, she was the focal point of all of the main storylines. AJ Lee was WWE programming for a little bit. Um, and I yep. think that... that oh, I understand your, your argument is not wrong. I just think that it overshadows that part of it. That when, if, when, whatever we want to use, she comes back... She immediately becomes that person again that you can position opposite Bailey. It is a look, the Bailey thing is is obviously an issue. Who do you immediately position opposite of Bailey to say we want her to be a strong heel? We need to have someone who's a strong face. Could you quickly do it with Sasha Banks? Could you quickly do it with Lacey Evans? Maybe. Maybe Carmella could probably get you through until you get to that point. But I think the answer either has to be Ronda or someone like AJ Lee. I think you've got one more person that's on the roster that is injured, and that's Ember Moon. I think that could be your answer to finally elevate her to what we all thought she would be on the main roster, which is a champion. Right, and I love Ember Moon, and I'm all for that. I I think the point is, the belief is that you need to have someone who's already a strong face already who's already a strong either that or bailey is strong enough as a heel to elevate maybe that's true too and by the way uh, naomi is still out there didn't go drafted i assume that she's someone they could pop pop in there and could handle getting you through for a little while crazy how deep the women's roster is that we're like if like when you first started nia Jax is technically a free agent that is true and uh, she had an injury thing right she had double acls yeah she should be getting close she's now but, for a long but are you bringing time. her back as a face yes no no what i'm saying is her contract with wwe expired last night oh she, she literally went on twitter and said i'm a free agent where should i go yeah but everybody's saying that because they're free agents in kayfabe too i know but what i'm saying is how do like, you know she didn't mean that kayfabe she could have but i'm just saying like she, her her contract thing. is literally up so they could have signed her this morning but 
I don't I'm, think I'm, it is. I'm trying to find the details on it. I don't. I don't. I don't. Cause, cause no, it don't. is because she debuted. They, they do everything around your debut date. That's when you signed, and she debuted four years ago. Yeah, but she was just NXT. hurt for a year, and we all know that they add all the time on at the end when they're injured. Well, yeah, they we'll have see. been. That's true. They have been doing that of late. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. She's that been out an, for almost an entire year. Yeah, and I don't know that there's an issue with Nia Jax. I mean, we know there was previously between Nia Jax and the company. I don't know if there's an issue right now. She's that, on Total Divas too. That is correct. She is very much on Total Divas. Um, so that's the biggest thing that jumps out at me. The other thing that really jumped out at me, as far as where everyone ended up, the other thing that jumped out at me was sort of exactly what we we said needed to happen. The problem is. I don't know what to make of how they ended Raw, which is we knew after what occurred, they needed to separate Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt, right? They had to. Guess what? And they did. And then they didn't. I don't understand this at all. Like, this makes no fucking sense. Like, they they needed to get those two guys on different shows. They needed to do that after what they did at Hell in a Cell. You had to separate those two guys. Instead, not only... Did they do this segment at the end of Raw? But also, when they get to Riyadh, which, as we all know, is a, a place in your heart, they're doing the match again. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say these words. Well, SmackDown superstar Bray Wyatt for the Raw championship <laughs> against Seth Rollins. But because we're not even waiting a fucking month. Did you catch? Did you to ca- start doing this shit? Did you catch the Seth Rollins comment where he said, "Well." Bray Wyatt was drafted to SmackDown, but apparently he can go wherever he wants. I mean, I'm like, we're already doing that. The draft is not even over, over yet. <laughs> they haven't even finished the draft, and they're already doing the bit where none of this matters. <laughs> I guess Bray Wyatt none can of it. go wherever he wants. Yeah, he literally said on television because that's literally what's happening. It's impressive. It's amazing, isn't it? They're waiting all of zero days. <laughs> <laughs> in order to fucking say none of this shit matters we're just gonna put whoever on whoever's show to do whatever we want to do what and you know what's, you know what's crazy is the you know they're gonna have seth rollins beat the fiend and that's gonna get a pop in riyadh and they might and he might get booed everywhere in fucking america after that well he's already getting booed everywhere because did you see what happened in the dark segment in the dark segment no so the dark segment was seth rollins versus the fiend <laughs> I swear to God, they did the red lighting. I watched the video. Right. Seth Rollins booed out well, of the booing, fucking building. They were booing him as they were showing the video Listen, package. Right. Here's so here's what they did. Here's how they booked the match, right? So the they're wrestling for like basically three minutes or something. Bray Wyatt, I'm not sure what the thinking was here, but he gives the thinking is we don't want to finish. <laughs> that's the Of thinking. course that's the thinking. He gives the mandible claw to the referee. Which causes the DQ, right? Okay. So then Seth Rollins starts beating the shit out of him with chairs or whatever. I, I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw the ending. They had him arise from the dead and mandible claw Seth Rollins to send the audience home happy. That is what they did in the dark segment. They knew they're booking Seth Rollins to get booed on purpose now. I, I just give up. I give up. Like, you could watch the video. It's like the match is over. It's the same thing. Bray Wyatt's dead on the canvas. He gets up, mandible claw, huge pop. Uh, to send the crowd home happy <laughs> with their you universal the cha- is, face the champion. Thing, the, the thing that's crazy is the fact that, like, Seth, I mean, uh, like Bray, like, this, they, a reason they could have not given him the, the universal title 
may have just because Fox was already like, yeah, we want Bray Wyatt, and they already knew that, right? So they knew they couldn't do that. But, like, end it. even still, yeah, bro. End yeah, it. Bro. Just, That's it. Yeah, bro. That once that happens, you say, okay, this was kind of fucked, but it's over now. And we just move on from it. And we separate these guys, and we don't keep doing this shit that makes no sense and helps no one. By the way, there was a really easy way out of that. If the, it, the and by the way, Seth Rollins already had a fucking match in Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> he already had a fucking no, and he match. He still does. They're keeping him in the match. He's in two matches. It's not like they needed to have Seth Rollins in a match. They had already fucking booked him in a match in the show. And they're still doing this my, shit. My favorite was the way they announced um, the, the Falls County Aware match. They put the matches you knew about. And they're like, well... We don't know if he's going to make it to that match because here's the other match. <laughs> he has to fight the Fiend in a Falls Count Anywhere match. It's like, wait, are you... What? Like, you're, he's the biggest star in the match that you have announced already. And now you're trying to get me to watch a pay-per-view by telling me he might not make it to that match. I mean, it's... Because of this other clusterfuck match that we've just seen and are all mad about. By the way, how hilarious is this going to be? When SmackDown superstar Bray Wyatt is your WWE or Raw champion. <laughs> like, that that's what they're trying to sell you is that he's so banged up from the first match that that's how they're going to sell that Bray Wyatt beats him in the second match, which helps, again, no one! I have a sneaky suspicion. I suspect tonight we're going to see Brock Lesnar traded for Seth Rollins because then the fiend can win the title and it doesn't matter if Brock You don't think not. that Fox said we're fucking getting Brock Lesnar no matter what. I don't know. For a billion dollars, you don't think they said come hell or high water Brock Lesnar's on our show. But couldn't WWE come in with a notebook and be like, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pretend he's on the other show for 2 weeks." I mean, there's I guess there's that. They could <laughs> do that, this is, right? Here, let me tell you something. This is what we do all the time. We just fuck with everything. Yes, not nothing ever matters. So we promise you you will have Brock Lesnar back in 3 weeks. But for 3 weeks, we need to fucking fix all this shit that we fucked up a month ago. Let me, um, they come in there. All right, let me tell you something. So this whole draft thing, none of that shit matters. All right, so just tell me, <laughs> tell me who you want on your show. We can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, like that's—they're already doing it. They're already doing How it. How do we know there already isn't something that says Brock Lesnar is on USA for X weeks it's, a year? That's also plausible. Brock Lesnar is on Fox for I, X I, weeks I a under, year. I hear what you're saying. I guess the argument back would be: I think Fox at the start of this would be particularly like. We get, we got to have him for the first couple of months while we're launching this thing and trying to get people to watch. Like, that would be my gut, right? I don't know. Is shit. What? Is, like, Brock still a ratings draw? Yeah. I mean, he is. Like, he is. I mean, I know I know he's a, like, when people know he's going to be at a show, he's a venue. He's a huge sure. ticket draw, yes. He's a huge ticket yeah, draw. Sure. But well, he's, you would assume that if he's a ticket draw, he's also a ratings draw. I mean, those I mean, kind of go hand let's, in hand. Let's not kid ourselves in thinking not that really, he's... Not really, honestly. Not necessarily. I think his point is is taken. It's not necessarily that they go hand in hand. The theory is is good. It doesn't always work out that way. For some reason, there are some people that you're just more inclined to say, hey, I want to go see them live. I think it's also specifically if there's an announced match. Like, if you announce Brock Lesnar is going to be in a match on a show, then you're going to get a TV bump from that. Just Brock Lesnar's presence alone on a show. Well, because you know he's just going to talk with, or Paul Heyman's just going to talk while he's standing So he's there. just going to come standing right. out there. I don't know if that alone is enough to get people to watch, but the casual, you know, person who recognizes Brock Lesnar's name, if you say Brock Lesnar is fighting on Friday night, you can tune into this TV thing and see Brock Lesnar fight. I think that the, that does still provide. I think that the 
unfortunately, we only have a handful of them every year, but I think the numbers still suggest that that's still a bump. I think the ratings of the first two weeks of SmackDown would suggest that. Right. One of them had a Brock Lesnar match announced and popped a massive number. The other one right. did not, and uh, the number let's was... let's be honest, okay? I'm going to be real, and I might hurt people's feelings when I say this, but I don't care. Brock Lesnar was not the reason that that number popped. You're saying it's because of The Rock and The Rock alone. It was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'll say that the Rock's... Look, there's no doubt The Rock had a significant amount to do with it. I'll be willing to say that it probably a little bit of both, right? Like, but they also didn't tell you The Rock was coming until two days before, so if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have even known that. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's, that's not true, because it was all over Twitter. Two people, days before. People who don't watch wrestling at all uh, were sending me videos, on, I mean, pictures on Instagram and Twitter saying, yo, you know The Rock's going to be on, on SmackDown tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, bro, I know. I actually watch wrestling. I mean, I, look, I, I don't know. I think we all knew the number was going to go down after the week, the first well, week, too. Also, I think we all knew that was going to be the case. That's true. Plus, we also have to remember they were promoting all the guys that didn't appear on the show. That's also like true. Stone Cold yes, a lot of people that were supposed Hulk to be on Hogan, the show. Rick well, Flair. They were there. They were in the crowd. That counts. <laughs> um, and the number went down from $4 million to $2.9. I don't know what Fox's, like, you have to be delivering at this type of number thing is. You'll know that when Ronda Rousey shows up next week. Correct. I think that'll, like... <laughs> Like, we'll see how drastic. Again, part of the problem, I said the same thing about this week that I said last week about NXT. What did you announce on Raw this week for NXT and for SmackDown? They did do the NXT card. Did they? Yeah. I thought I, thought I only saw a generic promo. They had gen- Here's the thing that makes no sense. They ran, like, two or three generic promos, yeah. and then there was one that was like, and you're going to see. Okay, all right, all right. If they did that, they did that. But, well, but it was Maybe still, do that for every promo. It was still half-assed, though. Yeah. It was quick. It was like, did all this stuff. Maybe four times. If you're going to run four NXT promos during Raw, four of them should say, here's the matches that are going to be on NXT on Wednesday night. 100%. And maybe by Monday night, you should have a pretty good sense of two really big things to just say, hey, Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown now, so tune into SmackDown on Friday night. I'm watching Bray Wyatt on this show. <laughs> you need to tell me, is Bray Wyatt going to have a match on Friday night? Is there going to be something that matters that happens on Friday night? But you're right. The promo was literally like, Bray Wyatt. That's it. <laughs> That's the promo. The promo was, Bray Wyatt's a SmackDown superstar now. Tune into SmackDown on Friday night. By Which, the way, here he is. <laughs> like, I'm watching Bray Wyatt. <laughs> And I get it. We all like Bray Wyatt, so like the the theory is that we're all going to watch Bray Wyatt. Well, no, is. the other yeah. one was um, the other one was someone else that was on the show. Was it Charlotte? Is that what it was? No, no, because she's on Raw. Yeah. I think that I, I genuinely think that if Seth Rollins, it, like if we don't get the Firefly Funhouse anymore because it's burned down, that Seth Rollins is now the biggest heel in wrestling. Uh, yes, I mean, dude. Dude, like this is why none of this makes any fucking sense. Well, do you know what they did? They were like, they were like, when Randy Orton burned down Bray yep. Wyatt's house, that was huge. Now we're gonna do it again, but they don't realize how different this is. Like they, they clearly, they, that had somebody in a room was like, all right, Orton got more over when he burned down Bray Wyatt's house. Let's do that. Let's do it again. And then they're like, oh wait, like. Bray Wyatt was always kind of facey, right. but not like right now. No, no, he's the most over dude in the company right now. The most over well, wait, performer can, can, in the company. Can we talk about this a little bit more in detail too? What version of Bray Wyatt did they beat up? The mean monster or the nice Mr. Rogers character? 
I mean, that's yep. that's the other thing. It's also a thing. You got a defenseless guy who's like, no, don't hurt me. I, right. I know it's all bullshit. I know. Right? I know. But right. still, on its face, you have your face champion, the, the supposedly face of the show, beating the shit out of a guy with puppets. It's not ideal. <laughs> it's not an ideal. And then burning the puppets. To the and then ground. burning the puppets with gasoline and matches. I mean, I, I don't know what to Fuck say, you, bro. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I don't know. What to, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what to say, man. It ain't great. It ain't great. Mr. Rogers, your neighborhood sucks anyway. Uh, oh. And then the squirrels are like, "No, don't hurt me." Really okay. fucking weird. So, and there's also a, a plot of logic. I, by the way, I'm going to go back to the big theory being reading the room. That's the, this is the reading the room thing that I talked about last week, right? Like the bigger issue, the the best way that I can generically describe it is that it's fine to say none of this really matters. AJ has always reminded that like all these things that we nitpick about, that, do they really matter? Probably not individually. Bray, Bray Wyatt tweeted last night. Uh, Bray Wyatt tweeted last night that uh, Bra- that uh, Seth when he burned down the Firefly Flood House. He killed Rambling Rabbit. If I don't get to see Rambling Rabbit anymore, I'll be anymore, super I'm pissed. Be fucking I'll pissed. be really pissed. You're right Fuck about you, that. Seth You're right about that. Seth Rollins is an asshole. But, but what I'm the problem and that I have. He was a Seth Rollins fan, remember? That's right. He wore his He's shirt. A huge Seth Rollins fan. Why would Seth Rollins hate him? Fuck you, Seth yeah, Rollins. What the fuck kind of asshole does that shit? Um, the problem being, does this individually is it the end of the world that any of these things are happening? No, it's not the end of the world. But the totality of the constant failure to read the room has some impact. Like, it does. You don't need people chanting AEW every opportunity they get at every show. You don't need them doing that. I'm not suggesting that AEW is primed to take over WWE as the top wrestling company or something along those lines. What were, what were the rating numbers last week for NXT and AEW? Uh, AEW won again. Uh, they both lost a little bit. Um... Uh, I'm trying to remember. NXT still or AAW still won fairly comfortably. AAW is still over a million, uh, like 1.1 or 1.2, and NXT was at 0.8. So I have a theory about all this when we want to talk about the Wednesday. So well, we can, yeah, we can get we can get into that in a minute. Um, so you know, I, I don't want to again. I don't want to overreact to any of it. It's just hey, at some point, somebody should be the the adult that says let's read the room a little bit. Let's read the room a little bit and try to figure out what's going on here and, and at least consider what people are telling us about these decisions that we're making. At least think about it a little bit in this decision-making process. Will we all still tune in and watch? Of course we will. I fucking sat up watching Raw after the football game last night until about 2 in the morning so I could talk about it on this show. Of course we're going to still tune in and watch. But at some point, maybe read the room a little bit. That might not be a bad strategy. Um, what else we want to hit in this segment before we we move forward? Um, you want to ask who had the best? Oh, we can match do that here. That's fine. We can do that here. Let's do that. Who had the best match this week? This is tougher. Um, I I think it was Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. That was pretty good. It was a really good one. This is the difficult part about what we're, the way we're doing the show now is now I got to remember what was right. last Wednesday, right? Like what were the sm- the NXT? Oh, last match- NXT, yeah. Yeah, what were the matches on NXT last Wednesday? That was oh, I got uh, Le- oh yeah, no yeah, Leo? Kushida and Walter. Oh no, Leo, Leo. Oh, Le- Kushida and Walter. Oh, that was really good too. I think the <laughs> I think the answer is the Leo match though. That was fucking excellent. Shit. Yeah. Wasn't there a really good? T- oh no, that was on AEW. Um, <laughs> oh, the private party uh, Young Bucks match? That was a great fucking match. That was a really good match. Um, yeah, I think Kushida and Walter is the answer. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with because she didn't. Okay. Although, I, I, I really, my vote is irrelevant. I really liked, uh, I really liked Becky and Charlotte, but it wasn't even their best match together. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, it was really good, right? But uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, even close to Becky. Right, let me address. You can uh, update uh, where we are score-wise here in one second um, for the, uh, the the points for match or the match of the week points for the totality of the years. We're going to add Kashida and Walter to the list. Um, real quick, just before, um, do you think that anyone that went undrafted, like the idea was that NXT was not going to be involved in the draft, but do you think that anyone that went undrafted will show up on NXT this week? I think Cesaro is a real possibility. Okay, um, I think there there are probably some others. Uh, like, gosh, I don't know if we want to get into this, but <laughs> how right were we about Rowan and Harper? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we were so right. And listen, I don't want to be right. What I'm not, like, a I'm not fucking happy. Waste. I'm not happy that we were uh, right about that. Uh, you know? so, is Har- so is Harper a free agent? Yes. I mean. So it's- Harper could technically go to wrong. He could. He could go anywhere. But I mean, th- like, th- that's the story. Why wouldn't you have had them drafted as the Bludgeon Brothers if the point was to do something as the Bludgeon Brothers again? Or well, as Har- right. Harper uh, and Rowan? Probably, probably to do set up. I mean, I'm not saying they're doing this, but if you know, if they do have good creative, uh, you have Rowan drafted, so you think that they're separated. He gets in a feud with somebody, and then Harper comes out again could to help be. him. I, I, I hope. Look who got signed as a free agent. I, I can hear it. Right I now. hope. I hope that ends up being the case. Here's, I'm here, just. Here's what I think, and what I would do. Everybody believes pretty much. I mean, and we know that Harper doesn't want to be there, right? Right. So I think that they're forcing him to work out his contract. What better way than to have him go to NXT for a cup of coffee, have a great takeover match with like a Matt Riddle or someone like that that we know will be a barn burner that he can put over someone as a really, you know, as a next step in their career and then he can go on his merry way and sign with whoever he's going to sign with. I don't think he's staying around and I think that we all saw this Rowan and Harper thing as a band-aid to get Daniel Bryan to guess where he got drafted, mm-hmm. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I think that was all what we suspected all along is they wanted face Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. They've got what they wanted. Luke Harper mysteriously is not drafted at all. Rowan is. I think it's weird. Although I do agree with AJ, they could do what he said. I, If it were me and we know Luke Harper is out of there in a month or two months, I think he's best suited in giving someone a killer takeover match. Put him on... Put him on NXT for a cup of coffee for a feud. Have him and Matt Riddle burn the house down, and then he can go wherever. Okay. I, think, I, I would like to see that. AJ, what's your gut time? No, you have him face Velveteen Dream is what you're doing. I mean, I, nobody's got a problem with that. Do you <laughs> do you think that any of the, the, the undrafted uh, superstars will show up on NXT this week? Um, uh, Kevin Owens was drafted, wasn't he? Yes. But, like, in the fourth round. I mean, just so stupid. Um, you know, what's funny is I thought, shows how little I'd know, I should have realized because he's dating Charlotte, um, Andrade, I thought he would be one of the people that goes back down to NXT. Here, by the way, these are the undrafted. This is the entire list of the undrafted, all right? Um, uh, Cesaro, Harper, Apollo, Mojo, No Way Jose. Apollo should go down to NXT. Probably would be good. Uh, Dana Brooke, the Iconics. Sarah Logan, Fire and Desire, AOP, Hawkins and Ryder. Oh, I thought Mandy was drafted. Uh, no. No, Mandy was not drafted. Liv Morgan was drafted. 
that's more interesting. Well, uh, I'm shocked that Mandy wasn't drafted. Um, so I don't think that she's going back down to NXT though. I, th- I mean, I could see a situation like there's not a lot of big men on NXT right now. Um, like, like that big men don't come back down to NXT for the most part. It's always little guys. So maybe well, Mojo could go back and and find some character tunes. Killian Dane went back to NXT. Killian Dane never really was on the main roster. Let's be real. I mean, he was. He was part of. San- I mean, they, he I get it. AJ's, they barely were on TV, right? Like I understand like, what he's yeah. saying. Sanity. He maybe had what two. It was like, it was an matches. utter waste. It was an utter waste. No question. <laughs> Um, right. So I, I get that it's easier to do that way. By the way, this is the list of folks who were were not even options to be drafted, right? Um, we mentioned Cesaro, or, or we mentioned Sheamus. So Sheamus was not an option to be drafted. Neither were the Usos, uh, Naomi, Lars, Lana, the Canellises. We know there's uh, something going on with Mike Bennett. Lana comes uh, with Bobby Lashley. What's wrong with Mike Mill? What's happening with Mike, Mike Bennett? Bennett asked for his release. Damn. Yeah, Nia, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Alicia Fox, The Ascension, and The Colognes were not listed on The either. Colognes! Yeah, who I did not realize were still employed. The Ascension I, would be... realize, I don't know what The Colognes have on Vince McMahon. They have been know. there forever, right? And they well, just we went to the house it. show in December. They were there, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They're fantastic. They are. They're really they're good. Man. No doubt. They're very they're good. They're incredible. Right. Also, but the, they're uh, never on television. The Hardys are still technically employed by the WWE, but that is an awkward situation right now. Matt's all right. Yeah, Matt's okay. That's the other one. Yeah, Jeff is not. I, I th- I'd love to see the Ascension go do a match with someone on NXT. Yeah, why not? Right? Like, throw, why? Him, throw, him in, throw him as a lame duck title contender and have a great match. I think know? someone, they'll use it the, hey, look, if I'm going to go undrafted, then, then this is where I want to be. I have the option of signing here. This is where I want to be. And I think you're right. Cesaro is the guy that makes the most sense to be that guy for a while. Because he could actually be a real player on that show. Correct. Not just of someone to go job for no reason. Correct. And it can presumably buy you time until Sheamus gets back. So um, that would be the most logical choice of everyone that didn't go undrafted. Um, and then the other ones that, that didn't go drafted, as we talked about, Cain uh, Velasquez, we assume, is a SmackDown guy because that's where he is right now. Uh, Ronda, John Cena, and The Undertaker. So that's the whole list of... How did no one draft The Undertaker? I mean, it would have made a lot of sense, right? Like, you want somebody on your show that gets ratings. The Undertaker does a pretty good job. He wasn't available. Right. Right. He was not, like, they did not put him on the list of. They should have done that, by the way, with every guy. Uh, Like, like there should have been a list of guys that. Like Rock? Yeah, but I mean, like, even guys that were drafted, I think the better way to tell that story of, like, why people waited till round, like, eight to pick The Miz would be that they're a list of people who get to sign, and they have to sign free agents, and the only a certain people are in the draft pool. I think that would have been a better way. It doesn't make any sense that they would have waited till pick, like, 18 to pick Rey Mysterio or yeah. to pick The Miz. Like, Correct. But, but Jinder Mahal... Hey, man, they needed Jinder Mahal. He's a former WWE champion. Now he's going to ruin Raw. Respect. That's right. It's going to be over. He's going to ruin Raw. Um, anyway. I want to make one more, because we're going to get a break oh, yeah. here. Can we, ever get a, can we ever get the... Uh, Aaron to admit that he was wrong. No, no, we Fox can't. We, got a we can't get him to admit that he's going to do. No, per- no, you don't understand, AJ. The new bit is that Jinder Mahal is the reason why 
<laughs> oh, the that's actually why WWE idea. got the four billion dollars. That's actually a great idea. They should push that. I would love that <laughs> if they pushed that. Jinder Mahal was the reason why uh, SmackDown he became came, so if valuable. If he comes out on Raw and says, "I'm the four billion or I'm the billion dollar man," oh my God! If Jinder Mahal was the billion dollar man, that's oh, great. oh, print money. I would be so. I'm great. all in on that. I'd be so happy. All right, uh, uh, two things real quick. One, um, I had. Uh, by the way, the Tom Lawler is going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, I had somebody suggest to me. I, I we we've talked a lot about how I don't like the um, the old guys that come back and get matches, things along those lines. Clearly, we know they try to do some of this stuff for Riyadh. They do some of it for other reasons, like Goldberg showing up at SummerSlam for reasons I'm sure. I had someone suggest to me that the best thing that WWE could do right now with all of this is to create a Legends Championship belt. That was the rumor that it was before they announced the 24-7 title. I had heard somebody throw that around at that point. I don't remember if that was like a credible rumor or just like somebody pe- speculating people on... People literally were reporting that that's what they were going to announce. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. With, I did Mick not... Foley was going to unveil the Legends title, and then other people said hardcore, and it ended up being 24-7. 24-7 belt, right. to hardcore. And it's been wonderful, obviously. And the 24-7... Well, is it still going to be wonderful? Well, now that those two are not together, I don't know. I don't. I think there's a lot of things I could Wait, do. Our truth is the current champion. Yes, correct? correct. No, but here's the deal: you could take who, who's who's on SmackDown, women wise. You could take him and and think someone's Carmella, and he he could have someone else that oh, he on thinks Raw, is right? Carmella. And he just keeps calling her Carmella. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Liv, Liv Morgan would be the perfect option for that moving forward. Although, right? although, from what I understand, there's an actual plan for her. They've repackaged her character. Oh, um, okay. All right. Apparently, this debuted on a house show and it's, she's completely different. Also, for the record, they did like allude to the idea that if the Kabuki Warriors can defend the belts on both shows, then like yep. presumably R-Truth could also defend his belt on both shows and so he and Carmella could still be together and they no, on no, SmackDown. Would be a great R-Truth, a classic and great R-Truth bit would be like, he's on Raw, but he doesn't know he's not So he just keeps Raw. going to SmackDown, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? And people, oh, you have to do that. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. You're right. That's a really good and, idea. And, and, do that. and also, like, they did point out that the which this this scared the shit out or, of me. Or he thinks, or he thinks that SmackDown is also Raw. Yes, <laughs> they keep. He just keeps going up and showing up. And it's it's good to be here on Raw. Or yeah, oh, he has yes. to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has to do that. Right. But but I will say this. I it scared me that they went out of their way to point this out about our truth. Well, it was more about the Kabuki Warriors and our truth. But they were like, the reason why we're drafting them is because if they should lose the titles. This is the show that retains the rights to these people. And I'm like, oh, fuck, they're losing the titles. <laughs> like, you know, like they went out of their way to be like, well, this is the show they're going to be on when we make them lose. Oh, you to- knew. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, you're like, oh, okay. And that's why I assume at the end of the night they were going to lose. That's, yeah, yeah. It was the same thing when they had a tag team championship match. Like immediately that thought went through my mind like, oh, they haven't drafted the tag team champions yet. Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting, right? Like, isn't that interesting? They do this match before they get drafted. And it was the Raw Championship. Correct. So that, then they would smack that. Of course. I honestly thought it was going to turn into, okay, we're done with these guys as a team. Like, L- Ziggler's going to go to one show. Rude's going to go to another. But they didn't. They're still a tag team. So I'm a little confused about that. But. I, I, don't, I don't have an answer to that either. I have no answer to that. But what do you, okay, uh, just the, the Legends Championship thing. I would, lo- I would love it. I mean, I think I I think I'd need to hear who our pool of people to be part of that is. Right. 
Because if it's like Goldberg beating up like uh, Tito Santana, I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah, I mean that's not quite as. Ex- but like, if the idea is that like that's how you can shoehorn these guys in for something that's a little bit more credible than Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler for no reason whatsoever. Um, and th- and then it gets awkward when you have like the Undertaker fighting in the regular division because they're never gonna. They're, he's not gonna be part. Like if they would do that, they're still gonna want to do Undertaker versus whoever as a big match in. In What's that the place? place in your heart, right, Riyadh? Yeah, it's a, everybody knows it's a place in your or heart. Or like Triple H and like people like that that they'll act like are still current, but then they'll have people that are older that, that they're older than in the Legends division. Yep, I hear you. All right, when we come back in, we're going to talk about Week Two of AEW Dynamite. Um, we'll also talk about uh, the other things we didn't cover from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT over the course of the last week. I'm uh, and don't forget Tom Lawler still to join us a little bit later on. I'm Glenn. And he's Brandon, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Ravens and Cap season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week. Sliders celebrates Halloween on Saturday, October 26th from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Put on your costume and join the fun with drink specials, prize and fun all night long. Sliders for all of your sports and some spooky Halloween fun. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis, aka Frank. Uh, AJ, what's your schedule like? What's what's coming up for you? Uh, you know, my album did. Uh, it's almost at three hundred thousand streams. That's amazing. Two hundred thousand streams in the first week, um, and that's just on Spotify. Um, How many of them are you just like letting your computer? Oh, what run? an asshole! What? Well, a- that shows that shows how little you know about the music business because when you have an artist account on Spotify, they don't register your streams of yourself. Oh! You could have signed up for many, many other accounts. Oh. Uh, yep, yeah, just eat the foot that you put in your mouth. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I know people that literally do that. The, the record labels set up a, a multitude of accounts and let the, yeah, the streams. Re- the record labels do. You could have friends that do it. I yeah, I don't even have friends like you that'll book me, even though I sell oh, more than people you book. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, I I, you don't need I, to I stop. listened to your record twice. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> but the best part is your songs come up in my release radar. Like, what did you say? Like, do you know what release radar is on um, Spotify? How they, yeah, like, they um, like personalize like the, it. I have like five playlists that I'm on on Spotify. But well, there's like them. the official ones that they make, but then there's the one that Spotify makes for you like uh-huh. based off of what you listen to or whatever. And so like on my rele- I listen to my release radar and the Spotify release radar every week because it's like whatever the new tracks are. that they, they cheat a little bit. It's like a couple weeks, but it's supposed to be different every week. And your one of your songs came up on my release radar two weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm just like listening to songs, and fucking AJ's voice comes up on the on my thing. I'm like, holy shit, it's AJ. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm fucking talented and very well, very well respected in the music community, except for by my friends that oh, I do podcasts with. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, damn. I love this so much. You don't have to stop. Go ahead. We can just make this segment number two. Your Who do you have at Ramshead Live this week, Brandon? Tank and the Bangas on Friday. Oh, AJ, uh, yeah, yeah. How, you think you're a little bit better than Tank and the Bangas? I don't even know who that is, so yes. <laughs> They're really, really great. Oh, it's my favorite segment ever. That's my favorite segment ever. What about wrestling-wise? What do you have coming up? Um, I got my casket match at SCW on the 25th. Um, I have, uh, obviously, uh, Primal Conflict on November 2nd. Yep. Um, versus Ken Dixon in Harper's Ferry, <sighs> West Virginia. Uh, I'm sure neither you nor Brandon, my I, we've, you and I, have already talked about what's going on that weekend. You I scheduled. First of all, you're not going to talk shit about me <laughs> because who got you the hookup at Primal Conflict Wrestling? Uh, yeah, who? Me? No, no, you piece of shit. Don't even try this. <laughs> uh, uh, let me let, let, let's run it back. Aaron, did I get booked at Primal Conflict Wrestling? Because I have a friend that has a podcast, or did I get booked at Primal Conflict Wrestling because I played in the NFL and have fifty thousand followers on social media? I have no idea why it was, but I know who did the fucking work okay. to make it happen. Okay. I know that much, asshole. By the way, this guy's <laughs> okay. a piece of shit. He said, "Anything you find, I'll give you ten percent." He said because that. if that's I the heard case, him. he if, said if, on the if show. That's the case, I haven't seen you since. But if that's <laughs> the case, I don't. I don't actually want the money. I make that very clear. If, if that, but no, if, if that's the case, if that's what you think is the uh, big part of it, then why don't you get uh, Aaron booked on Primal Conflict Wrestling? But first of all, because I respect Primal Conflict Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to book Aaron on this show. <laughs> Stop it, motherfucker! I like I actually, you don't get to talk shit to me because I actually did a little legwork to get a contact and to get you hooked up for that gig. So you don't get to talk shit to me. But How that being this? said, I got, I got a solution to all. No, of this. I'm I'm literally at a bed and breakfast that weekend. But, I have, a, but I have a solution to all this. If you weren't, I'd say for every show that you get ten percent of that AJ's booked on, you take ten percent of the punishment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so and based right off of that fucking ladder match least, I watched, yeah, you would die. Yeah, I might be dead. That's a good point. You're, you're owed dead. at least a leg drop from the top rope because I took one of those. At Fine. Place. I don't want the 10%. You are my <laughs> friend. That's why I did it. Unlike some people. Unlike some people. All right. Anyway, uh, let's move forward. Uh, we played the AEW theme song coming into this one. Uh, week two of AEW Dynamite in the books. Um, a couple of things. One, the inner circle is amazing. It's fucking incredible. Of course it's incredible. The only thing that I really regret is I did not realize how wonderfully great Chris Jericho was going to be to kick off AEW. I don't know what the long-term plan is there. Like He's Hogan. If, okay. But Hogan wasn't this good at the start of WCW. No, no. He's Ho NWO Hogan is what I'm saying. How so? He's the head of a faction that's taking over. Yeah, um, I'm going to be the first person to say this, I guess. Inner Circle as a concept, I love it. It's basically just heel faction, yes. you know, with the champion. Love it. That's wrestling one-on-one. Well, it's not just with a champion. It's with Chris Jericho as champion. Yes, exactly. So it's wrestling one-on-one, and thus it's good. But um, am I going to be the only one that thinks that literally everyone except Chris Jericho in that faction is eh? Yeah. 
Um, I don't feel that way about Sammy Guevara for sure. I absolutely do not feel that way about Sammy I Guevara. Do. I think Sammy Guevara is absolutely legit. I think oh, he's, he's a, great. He's great. He's 137 pounds, and if you put him in the ring, right, with I, me, mean, I he's, would beat the shit no, out. I'm not saying he's a badass. But how many guys that we right. love could you say that about? A lot of them, but my right. point is, he's being booked. He's like this badass part of the crew, and he's not. Well, I don't know that they've tried to sell him as well, the badass one, part of the crew. There's one guy. I, I think they're trying to sell that Jake Hager's Correct. the badass in the crew. Yeah. That he's there to be the muscle. And by the way, he's the one that doesn't fit in either. <laughs> like, he's the it's one. A, yeah. It is. That part is weird. Like, I don't know yeah. what they're trying to get him to be. The part where he just sort of stares off in the space like the strangler from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Uh, uh, my prediction is he's the one. That goes the other direction. That turns on Jericho. Turns on Jericho. And, and he's yeah. going to be the big. He's and he'll. Be, do you think he'll ultimately be the one that takes the belt off? Of I Jericho? do. I think he's going to be the Brock Lesnar face of AEW. Like the, he's not going to be facey at all. He's just right. going to beat the shit out of people. But that's what's going to make him a face. I think. I think we're a long way away from that. Hey, who? Uh, Jake Hagar. How many matches has he had? Yeah. Like in mixed martial arts or in yeah. Uh, he's had four or five fights, I think, in mixed martial he's arts. He's undefeated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but he's fighting in Bellator. It's not like he's fighting the WWE or the UFC. I mean, that's still respect. I'm not, I'm not saying it's nothing. I want to make that. I'm not saying it's nothing, but I don't want to. Like, I don't think we should go overboard with what he is as a mixed martial. I'm artist. just being honest. I'm, I genuinely think he's the one person in AEW whose ass I couldn't beat the shit out of. By the way, it's only two fights, so it's only two. That's it. Two fights so far in, in Bellator. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think you could just be – he's also – you know, we all know he's an accomplished amateur wrestler as well. Like, he's a, an actual fucking fighter and, and real legit yeah. dude and a badass. Um, and I think that's why he works in this role right now. But I think that's logical that ultimately Jake Hager ends up being yeah. the one. And I think the crowd is inclined still to like Jake Hager yeah. too. And when, I say, and when I say that, it could be – Which is funny because they were never inclined to like him. In WWE, Maybe. except for when he did Not beat true. the people yeah. when he was a heel. Right, correct. Can we talk about that for a second? About the the off the cuff remark what? that was made in the Jericho promo. Uh, I don't even remember it. The We the People thing. No, I don't even remember. It was the it. most memorable thing of the whole show. I th- dude, I watch fucking a thousand hours of wrestling in a week. Jericho I- says he says. Uh, he says that was uh, we the people is, is dead. It was a bad idea from bad. Oh creative. right, right. Where he, where yes, I do remember it's the that. The ten now. pull moment of the entire. Show. Yeah, I do remember that now. Well, because Jericho has to remind people that he's a heel. Okay. That is a that is a t- this is a w- tough spot. Is that a heel comment? Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear what the crowd did? No, I know they put there because they're popping for everything that Jericho does right now, and that's part of the problem. No, but no, I g- there's something else going on here. They're popping for anything anti WWE. I think that, I definitely don't think that was a heel comment. I think that was, he got a baby face pop. Well, and I he know, did but, it so that he would get a baby face. But pop. I, I don't know if that's true. I think it's he heard true. everybody doing the We the People chant and said, I have to stop this well, that because too. this is a he this is a face moment and we're supposed to be heels. And what can I do? No, but, I think but then he just he's did stupid it he didn't if he, want any WWE chance at all. Yes. Well that might be but, I'm but, not saying there might not be something to that too. But I don't I don't I don't think Chris Jericho is a stupid person. If he didn't think that was going to get a huge pop, then he's a stupid person. And I don't believe that. I think he knew the reaction it was going to get. And this is the reason I say he's Hogan. They know that they're, like, kind of not heels. Like, they're, they're heels. They're not, I mean, right. They're supposed to be heels, but everybody loves them, yes. And they, but they know that, and they're leaning into that, clearly. Because there's, the way that he was cutting the promo is not the way a, a heel cuts a promo. It was a Hogan face heel promo. Okay, but this is there's an but there's the second layer to that, right? Which is Jericho also knows that's what people love. 
they love the fact that he's an asshole. Right. So and he's so leaning he has, into it. Right. He has to be like, it, this is so meta, right? Yeah, right? Like what we're talking about is right. you have to continue to be this guy perfectly. You can't fall too in line with being a face. You can't fall too in line with being a heel. You have to continue to perfectly walk this line because right now what's getting people, what's driving people to watch AEW is Chris Jericho is being Chris Jericho and everybody on the face of the fucking planet would watch Chris Jericho be Chris Jericho anywhere he went. If he showed up tomorrow, like in the WNBA to be Chris Jericho, they would have amazing, well, the WNBA actually had really good ratings this season. So maybe that's not, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, Chris Jericho being Chris Jericho, there's not a human on the planet that isn't interested in watching that somewhere. If you can give me Chris Jericho acting as Chris Jericho. So right now, that's your bell cow. Not to say that, not that like as you brought up before, the fucking tag match on Wednesday night was unbelievable. Now, the Young Bucks are typically unbelievable, and I've been very impressed by Private Party so far. I don't know anything about them until, uh, I guess it was Fight for the Fallen, whatever it was where they had their, their last match. I knew nothing about them. Um, they've looked really good so far. The Bucks are the fucking Bucks, and they're incredible. But what's going to drive large audiences to tune into AEW is you get to see Chris Jericho be Chris Jericho. And you get to see Darby Allen fly on a fucking skateboard. That was also really great. <laughs> that was- see, that's, an- that's another guy that, like, I get it. He's got a big following. People love him. He's legitimately, like, 150 pounds. Okay, but but you're. But you can't do the thing just because okay, you're hang big. On. Like, that the little guys suck. Okay, but you know? like Adam no, Cole. No, it's not. I'm not. That's not. I'm not doing this. I'm big. The little guys suck. What I'm saying is like, let's be real. Like, when Rey Mysterio wins the title, like you know, it's a gimmick. Okay, but do you say that about Adam Cole? No, because on he NXT, little guys. He's not completely undersized. He beat. Well, he's beating other little guys his size, right? Yeah. So, so if he were, exactly. you're saying so if he, he were to Walter, then or if he were to fight Killian Dane. Yeah, then you know it's gimmick. I mean, okay, I think you have to accept the gimmick at some point, man. Like, that's part of it, man. I don't know. I, it's really you tough really for think, me. No, Do you really like, think Hulk Hogan could pick up Andre the Giant if he didn't let him? It, like, how can, you, how can you legitimately think that Darby Allen is going to beat Jake Hagar? Well, okay, but right now, Jake Hager is the only one they've got. Like, that's it. They, that's the one monster they have. And even that, like, when I say monster, he's 6'5". He's not, you know, 7 feet. Like, he's the yeah. one, like, crazy, badass, you know. Aaron just texted us something crazy. What? If you guys are still talking, Bischoff is out, Pritchard is in. What does that oh, mean? Holy wow. shit. That's for SmackDown. He's saying that Eric Bischoff is no longer the showrunner for SmackDown, that Bruce Pritchard is. But does that mean he's fired? or is that? I don't know. I don't know. We'll try to, we'll try to get more into that. Um, we'll, we'll do that next. Let's, let's just finish up Sorry. this conversation about AEW. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's, it's like they, right now, they're not a roster full of those types of guys. So I get it. I'm just saying, like, dude, like, if I've been wrestling less than a year, if I showed up on AEW tomorrow, I'm the biggest threat on the roster. Okay, but Braun Strowman's that's not a good. That's not a good. But hang on a second. But Braun Strowman's been the biggest threat on the roster for years and has never even been champion. What'd you say? But Braun Strowman's been the biggest threat the WWE's had on their shows for years, and he's never even been champion. Yeah, I'm not saying I would be the champion. I'm just saying I would come in and you're, you're missing my point I'm making. I, I'm saying, like, they need more legit. Like, I, they made, they did a good job of signing a bunch of independent wrestlers that people love and all that. But, like, if you want this to be a legitimate brand that lasts for a long time, bro, 155-pound Darby Allen is not about to get you on TV Guide. Okay. 
I, I, boy, I think they were being really specific, right? Like, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think it's a twofold thing. I don't know that Darby Allen has to be the guy that gets you there. I think that they're more inclined for that guy to be MJF. And let's not, you know, I'm not going to try to pretend like MJF is a monster, massive dude, but I think he looks the part a little bit more. And I think that yeah, that's he's why. He's 5'10, 175 pounds. Is he really 175? I don't know how much he weighs, but he can't be more than 220 pounds. Can't possibly. Okay, but it's be more than my that. point being that I think that that's the guy they're more inclined to throw themselves around than Darby Allen because he does look the part more than this other guy does. I think the question. Yeah, he does. I think the he question does. becomes. I ultimate, love MJF. MJF's unbel- Oh my God, MJF is one of the best things that's happened in professional wrestling in years. He's wonderful. It's it's a it's a perfect character. He's very good at everything that he does, and he is unbelievably young. So he's going to be doing this for some time. Um, in fact, like the closest comparison I could probably make is Chris Jericho, right? Like that's probably the closest comparison that I have for him. Um, by the way, he is uh, listed at five eleven, and so he's five nine. Uh, apparently, he's act like so. They actually list both actual height and build height, and his build height is six foot. He's actually five eleven, um, uh, and two thirty. Two thirty, yeah. In his bra. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't give me as much joy liar, as it liar. just did. I don't know liar, why liar. that just gave me. So- I know it's from Liar Liar, but I don't know. It's so random. It just gave me such joy. Uh, <laughs> it's just. It's just. I just like. I thought you were honestly when you let it let up to. I thought you might be saying in his pants, which would have been great because it would have been referencing that he has a massive dick, and I thought that would have been hilarious too. But for some reason, just going the traditional liar liar route actually made me even happier. Um. I think it's clear that they're throwing themselves behind that guy as being the guy for the future, right? I think that part is evident, that they are building him as their star for two to three years from now as MJF. Um, I think the question right now... And here's my, here's my question there. As we all know, see Enzo Amore, see Alberto Del Rio. Sometimes the guys that you think are going to be the stars in your thing have different shit that happens that costs right so if let's just say for some reason i'm not wishing ill upon him i think he's one of the great best he's on the mic he's definitely one of the best in the world mjf but let's say something does happen and he's not who is the aw star of the future then um i mean question it's a fair question i think that like your theory so the first name that would jump out at me won't work with your theory because you're gonna laugh when i bring it up darby allen well, no, it would be uh, a Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is a guy that they would throw themselves behind. But Jungle he, Boy! But I get what you're going to say. I thought you were going to say Janela, which I'd have been like, oh, yeah, I can see I mean, that. no, but Joey Janela is the same boat. Joey Janela is like 5'8". Like, I mean, again, all of these, I think Joey Janela. Yeah, Jan- but Joey Janela is 5'8", but he's like the 5'8 Jeff Hardy. Um. Okay. I mean, he's a little more. I get. You. And look, I think Joey Janela. He does. He does the crazy man shit. Right. Like, I, I think they're counting on. Over, that gets you over if you're one foot six. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's true. I think they're counting on Joey Janela in the at the start to do quite a bit for them. Uh, I think they love Jungle Boy. I think that they look at him and he's unbelievably good looking, and he's the son of a beloved legendary like uh, pop culture figure. And who's that? Oh, did you not you not know that? No. Oh, really? They, yes, motherfucker. Who have they not that? mentioned it on like? Have they not mentioned Jungle Boy on? Like they have not brought that up on TV. He hasn't no. been on AEW. Yes, he has. Oh, he was on. I guess he hasn't been on the Dynamite show. That's a good point. I guess that's true. He's Luke Perry's son. 
dude, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So he's a really like in pop in the pop culture circle. It makes sense for them to push Jungle Boy. He's unbelievably good looking. The problem is, again, it sort of speaks to what you're speaking to. He's not very big. Um, he doesn't have that traditional size. Now, the fact that he's so good looking might help make up for that as far as trying to get him on the there's cover. Way more, there's way more to being a model than being ridiculously good looking. <laughs> You're on th- fire. I think AJ brings up a valid point, though. Like, once you get past the nexus of who they brought in as the foundation of this thing, like, well, the Kennys, the... Okay, so Kenny's their star, Kenny, right? Like Moxley. Ken- I don't even think he is, though. Oh, man. Kenny's their star. He's no, the- there's not. Their star, if you watch Jericho. these... Well, okay, okay, if you want to say their that... Their star is... Cody Rhodes. And that's a mistake. That's absolutely a mistake. That's I've said it a Cody million times before. Hater. It's it's such a mistake Cody to, for hater. that to be the, Well, no, it's not even being about being a hater. There's three reasons why it's a mistake. The first being that Cody is a a a transformative figure in professional wrestling, right? Like clearly his role in this makes him a quote unquote star. But that's the first thing you can do to make yourself seem like your WWE. Is that you put all the attention on the guy who's also in charge? That's no, the no, no, first... no, no, no. You're not hearing me. I'm not saying that he's the guy that is making himself the star coming on the show. I'm saying if you watch the shows and hear the crowd reactions, I, he's the one. Who's the working. biggest stars on the yeah. show is Cody Rhodes, and then it's Jer- Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and um, the the Bucks. I at the beginning, they everybody loves Cody because he's the one that gave us AEW. Right. It's the Triple H effect. It's when it becomes. That you build into that and keep putting Cody in championship matches. If he matches, wins the title. Yes. That all of a sudden you say, right, right, we're appreciative of you giving us this product, but now get the fuck out of the way. Like, that's the response that happens. I, I'm not, I just think that if he wins the title, he'll immediately become a heel. I mean, I think he would have to. I, I think, think he I, absolutely. But that, then you're dancing literally right up against Triple H, which, again, you already had him fucking do a Triple H bit. On uh, an AEW program, I just don't know that that's the direction that you want to go. Frankly, I just don't think they have him in the title. I absolutely don't think that's a terrible idea to have him win. The I think title. he should just do the pedigree as his finisher. Oh my god, how fucking funny would it be? <laughs> It'd be really funny if they. Did. I think we do have to say though, I mean, and it's again, we're like, like I was listening to someone else talk about this, and they were saying all this hyperbolic stuff, and I, I don't want to get that hyperbolic about a show that's two weeks old. Sure. You know what I mean? But... Hang on. Let me also say the last two weeks have been dope. Yes. Yeah, they're great. It's important that we say that. It's important we say that. It's great. It's a great show. The wrestling's great. There's some kinks they're working out. They've come a long way. The the announcing already was a thousand times better in episode two than it was in episode one. Um, They're letting these guys have fun. Did you catch the bit? The Vader bomb? uh, Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Jim Ross said, well, you can't call it a Leon White bomb. Right. That's, That's a fucking great line. Yep. I love that they're letting them do that kind of shit. Um, I, I like that we're we're not leaving. There's other to, things to clean up. There's other yes. things I need to clean up. The commercial yes. break also, stuff by the still way, is terrible. Uh, Tony Schiavone, where have you been in wrestling the last ten years? It's been a Vader bomb for a very long time. I mean, I, he hasn't really been doing much wrestling, frankly, for the last no, ten. No, I mean, from what I understand, he was so dissolute. I mean, you can listen to yeah, we had him uh, on not that long ago, and, and you listened to all the Conrad uh, podcasts, and they sort of pieced together what his story was over the course of a few of those episodes. And the truth is, he was just like really bummed out about it when WWE did it. You know, I, I guess the butts and seats thing right. and some other things kind of like soured WWE on using him. He tried to get a job at WWE. He couldn't get one. He was kind of like, fuck the wrestling business. Was doing minor league baseball. And still doing it. And working at, like, I want to say, you know, 
just some other secondary job. Like, well, he was doing some stuff for a radio station in Atlanta too. Like, he but was what doing I'm saying is, he was making like what you and I make. Like, eh, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, pretty, maybe. Pretty right. sure, right? And and now he's back to a full time wrestling gig, presumably making a pretty good salary. Decent, yeah. Um, for a premier company with a billionaire or millionaire owner, right? So I, you know. You're right, AJ. He's great. It, it's insane that this guy was doing nothing. I, Considering some of the names, uh, he had been. Blown well, and in fairness, he had been on MLW for a little while. They had, you but know, the, like, but, but but that was that's the starting point we're talking it. about, right? right? That led to this. Correct. Exactly right. Before that, he was out of the business. Do- nothing. For exactly Fifteen right. years. Or exactly right. And it's kind of crazy to think about all the names we've gone through in WWE. Including and they didn't even bother to give a shot to right, right. including the fucking uh, uh, the names escaping me, but the Jeff Harvey guy, Jeff Harvey, the guy who called Jeff Hardy Jeff Harvey was that Mike Adamley? Yes, yeah, Mike Adamley, right? Yeah, we had that guy. Yeah, and yeah, they didn't yeah, yeah. give Tony Schiavone. A well, shot. remember they brought Mike Adamley back trying to capitalize on the fact that American Gladiators had popped like a a fourteen or something With like Hogan that on NBC. Yeah. yeah, and so they were trying to play into the nostalgia feelings of American Gladiators by hiring Mike Adamley to do WWE stuff when he knew nothing about professional wrestling. And then they wrestling. made him the GM. Yep, we I, don't need to go down the wormhole. But well. oh my remember god. Well. Anyway, you're you're right, like, and. and all the things we sort of bitched about the announcing in the first week, they pretty much cleaned up in the second week. The commercial break stuff is still. Hey, what's the name of the the play by play guy on Raw, Raw right now? Uh, Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph is kind of an asshole. Oh, why? Because he won't let like. Oh. Uh, it'll be it'll be clear. Dio or Lawler are trying to like make a point, and like he'll just finish their sentence for him. I've got a theory about that. <laughs> He'll literally just finish their sentence for him so that he can talk about what's going on in the ring. Well, can you guess what asshole is probably telling him to do that? Oh, in his ear? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the, and, and actually, we can get to that, but let, let's keep talking. about. I do want to talk about that. Okay. But let's keep talking about AEW. I, I think that they've cleaned up a lot of stuff that I had complaints about last time. We're seeing some clear structure of story start to develop. Um, the, the last segment of the show was one of the best segments. It's really great. Absolutely. Of, of, and, and I have to also uh, bring up that bit about Darby Allen uh, and the skateboard spot. Was I loved it. I loved I it. I have never seen anything like that. I loved that it. Was that was fucking cool. awesome. Yeah. And so... If that if, if I ever do that spot with him, just so he knows he's catching a boot midair. <laughs> <laughs> but what's great is they... So they're building the matches that are going to happen next week that are going to build to the pay-per-view. Holy shit, what a fucking concept, right? Like, we have a full card for next week's episode of five matches. I don't know. I don't know, because you guys bitch and complain anytime WWE does a title match on TV when there's already a title match uh, scheduled. I don't complain about that. I, I don't. First of all, I don't. This is a twofold thing, right? I like championship matches on TV. As I told you before, one of the greatest nights of my life was a night that I genuinely believed Taka Mikinochu was about to defeat Triple H for the championship. <laughs> and they sold it so fucking... I'm not even kidding. I had an erection. I was 14 years old. I need and to watch my, that. I, my, I believed that Taka Mikinochu was winning the championship on Raw that night. They Now, again, I was a kid. Maybe 20 years later, I would look back and be like, eh, maybe not quite as believable as I thought it was. But that night, I truly believed that Taka was winning the fucking WWE, Hulk Hogan's WWE championship. Right, I thought I believed it. I thought Macho was it Macho Man or uh, maybe Tata, some somebody was going to beat Yokozuna for the title on the very obvious WrestleMania like sure. preview sure. show. Sure, correct. 
Correct. Where, where the clear point is to show Yokozuna beat one of these assholes. Right. Because he's fighting Bret Hart at WrestleMania. I, I truly believed Tatanka's taking the title. I believe it's as good as you make it to be. That's yes. what I believe it is. It's as good as you make it out to be. It's a little bit weird. You have to do the bit where you, you can't you can't pretend like... I still can't believe that Santino didn't win the Elimination Chamber. Uh, you know what? I'm with you on so that, good. too. I'm with you on that, too. <laughs> but my point being, like, to their credit, what they've done is, like, in these, these interview clips, which, as I keep saying, are wonderful, they're talking about the fact that I, I have to take this... Ma- I can't only think about Cody in Baltimore at full gear. I have to think about the fact that I've got a championship match next week. They're addressing these plot points, which are... There might not be Chris Jericho versus Cody in Baltimore. Whereas WWE's had this dirty history of we're literally going to shove this thing down your throat and just not acknowledge at all that we're doing a championship match on Friday or on Thursday night. Like we're just going to keep talking about the championship match that's coming up and never even talk about the fact that hey, if he loses the belt Thursday night, then that or Tuesday night there's not going to be that championship match on Sunday. Or they do the weird thing like they did with Seth Rollins saying, well, he could win the belt, but he still has to face the yeah, Fiend. What? Right. That's weird, too. Yeah. Like, the, that type of shit is not – that ain't great. Like, you have to address all those things. And to their credit, so far they have. The one – I'm going to give them – Now, they've also, they're also only doing one TV show a week, so right. there's something different about that. And I'm going to give them one blemish, right? Here's your blemish. Stop shoving this shit down my throat about the wins and losses. Shut the fuck up about it. I don't care. Because you're not doing it. You're giving these two guys. Now, Now that being said, they're kind of making a story out of it with Pac, right? Right. But he's right. <laughs> you got two random guys fighting for a title shot. Pac's beat Kenny Omega. Yeah. Pac's beat Hangman Page. Yeah. How the fuck isn't he in the title nope, match? That's a, it's an so un- stop saying it if it's not true. Like, if you're going to do this, and I, I, okay. I, I didn't like it from the beginning because I think it bo- if we talk about WWE booking themselves into a corner, this eventually is going to book them into a corner. Maybe, but I don't know that's a bad thing. I don't. Sometimes you need to be booked into a corner to be reminded, like, hey, the shit you did in the past is supposed to matter. But except right? when they decide, fuck that. Well, this that's is the, the big. Now that becomes the problem. That, the that, problem is when you're booked into a corner and don't fucking do anything that's about what's it. That's going to happen because you, you can't. Where you decide, I'm going to put somebody on another show and then still have a oh, championship. You mean like a DQ in Hell in the Cell? Yeah, something yes. like that. Because Correct. you know you can do Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen next week. You can't do that at a pay per view. That cannot be your main Oh, no, event. I agree with that, well, yes. Well, but, but if they do Why this... Why not? Darby Allen's the star of stars. He's, he's, so, <laughs> he's so down on Darby Allen. I like the guy. He knew he's he was going to go war Darby Allen. I'd like, I, We're I don't not think there with him there. yet. I'm not down on Darby Allen. It's just like... No. He's good. It's just like he's... he's like, to me, no, no offense to him, but like I, I've heard this from other wrestlers, too. It's like when he tells people he's a professional wrestler, people will be like, really? Do you know what I don't want on my show? I don't want continuous elbows at the other show. And that's p- more. this is more about that than okay. it is about this is what we're doing. It's more about the other show, wins and losses don't matter. And that's why they're saying that. No, I get it. Right. And it, I kind of make throat, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit every time I hear JR say And it's maybe it's particularly him saying it. Maybe. It's the way right. it's put. It's just like, whatever, just do it, man. I, 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 to that point, I agree. Because I like the idea of wins and losses mattering. And I like that that's how you can be different. But I do like be, that. We don't have to paint it all over our bodies. Right. If your point is just do it, yeah, and then just, people will see that it's different, yeah. and they'll like that. 
I would be in favor of a ranking system, frankly. I think that doing like a UFC-type ranking system is a hell of an idea. WWE flirted with it once. It was the dumbest thing. It was that they, so bad. It was such an awful idea. Randy I, Orton no, is really pissed. Right, it was just this random list of wrestlers. It was like a burn book. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. And it was so fucking and weird. It's so silly when you've got, like, was it Randy Orton? It was like, he's RKing over everyone because he's pissed about his ranking. It's I like, mean, what? It was what? so bizarre. Oh, shit. We just gave them another pointless reason to start pointless shit? Right, right. Like, that's what it was. But I like the idea of a ranking system. It, I think yeah. a, a, if you actually do it, a functional ranking system based on wins and losses and saying right now in the heavyweight title picture, this guy is number one, this guy's number two. I think that's a hell of an idea for how you can be different and stand out and make people want to watch you. I'm in favor of that stuff. But if your point is just don't talk about it all the time, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Let's, like, let's just chill out a little bit about that. Let's chill out. And the other the other little blemish, I'll get, with like as much as I thought the commentary was better, let's chill out a little bit about having to explain every little thing. Like... There's, you know, from time to time, we know what we're watching. We know we're watching right. a work product, right? If someone fucks up a little bit, you don't have to go out of your way to explain why that. Like, like if somebody doesn't get all of a move or something, yeah. you know, Jim Ross is so bad at this. Like, he has to. He can't fucking help himself. Like, he has to say, oh, well, you know, uh, he might not have got all of that one. It's like nobody saw it. Like, yeah, we don't know it as well. It. It's more like we don't know it as well as you do. Right. You know it better than we do. The most of us you are just pointed out to me that they fucked up. Right. Like, and, and I probably wouldn't have noticed that before. Yeah. Or I did a little bit, but I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But then when you're telling me that they fucked up a move, now I'm like, okay. okay. All right. I mean, if it's if it's really crazy, I sort of get the they feel like they. I mean, WWE does it too. It's this isn't an AEW thing. It's just one of those pet peeves of mine. But Jim Ross is like the number one. I hear you. I hear you. of this. All right, uh, let's grab a break. He, he, did, he did. He did do a bit where he. Uh, I asked why the ref wouldn't throw out. Yes. Uh, who was it that was getting? That's particularly there, the one I'm talking about. You 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 grabbed exactly the moment I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, why why didn't they DQ him or something? Right. Was, well, the like manager got involved. You don't necessarily need to bring up our holes in the plot. Right. <laughs> like, you, you don't yeah, need like, to make it obvious. Exactly. And it's in that JR way that's like, well, I don't know why the ref it, did Yeah, it, it sounds like, more like what he's really doing is questioning the writing right. because he thinks he can do a better job. Right. And so he's actually pissed off about it instead <laughs> of him. Right, correct. I hear what you're saying. All right, uh, we come back in. Filthy Tom Lawler, former UFC fighter, uh, a legitimate badass. He's coming to Defy this weekend. He joins us next. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Well, you know, AJ, we love the folks out at Defy. Of course, you obviously had your time out in Seattle, and what a job they have done. we got to get you on a card out there. Uh, we love them. We hate Miggs. That's true. We do hate Steve Miggs. That's a fact. And we wouldn't mind if our next guest kicked Miggs' ass while he was out there this weekend. Um, our next guest is one of the best athletes in all of professional wrestling. You, of course, know him from his time in the UFC, and he has already turned heads. You've been watching him on MLW, and he is headed out to defy to uh, 
<clears throat> put some people in their place this weekend. He is Mr. Filthy Tom Lawler, and he is with us now here on Jobbing Out. Tom, it's Glenn and AJ and Brandon. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this week. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm pumped up for this weekend. I'm pumped up to be here. Let's, let's get this underway. Dude, you're like the walking embodiment of the word badass. Is that a fair way of describing it? Uh, when I look in the mirror, I now believe that, uh, because, like, my face is just destroyed with scars, uh, you know, there's, sometimes there's just blood running down my face for no reason, uh, my ears look like a character of what cauliflower ears look like at this point, so it's like, the, the, the older I get, the more I do think I look tougher and tougher, but it's also, like, not a very good thing, you know, that means I've been getting, getting hit in the face, it means people have been headlocking me and tossing me around, so, uh, I also I also question my sanity. I mean, a lot of time. I've I've watched you fight. I question your sanity too, dude. <laughs> I question your sanity a lot. You like with that? Okay, so knowing who you are, right? And everybody knew who you are before you had ever wrestled like a professional wrestling match in your life. How difficult is it to like live up to who you're supposed to be? Like everybody knows you as this ruthless dude. How difficult is it to then say, okay, I'm stepping into a different world, and I already have this sort of insane hype and expectations for what I'm supposed to be? Well, I mean, in a way, you're right, but in a different way, you're wrong, because back in 2005, I had wrestling matches for about two years Oh, okay. the independent scene, and it was more like nobody knew I was a badass yeah. at that point. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> nobody gave a damn. And the best thing I really did for my wrestling career was to go uh, to the UFC and kind of like change my focus after a little bit and, and develop myself there and then come back. You know, not a lot of people are able to do that. There's a very limited amount of people who are ever going to be able to say that they were top 15 in the world, top 15 in the UFC at what they did. And I'm one of the few people in the world that can say that. So, um, it's like I should be looked at as a badass. I should should revere some of the stuff I've done. A lot of times people like look at me and go, oh man, this guy's crazy. You said you think I'm insane probably because some of the walkouts and stuff that I did, but this is all calculated, right? It's all done for a reason and everybody needs to realize that. (laughs) By the way, every time I just look at a picture of you, I start getting scared again. Like, legitimately, like, you're just a terrifying dude to worry about ending in a fight with. Like, you look like you just don't give a rat's ass, and you are ready to end anyone at any point in your life. (laughs) Well, I think what it boils down to is that I'm willing to do that to myself. Yeah. uh, Yeah. More than anything. So, um, if you watch, and, and like you mentioned MLW earlier, but... Uh, MLW's one thing, if you watch some of the other matches that I have across uh, the independent wrestling scene, you know, I take quite a beating a lot of times. That's one of the things that I, like, I pride myself on. I love when guys chop me. I love, I, I tell guys, like, go ahead, hit me so hard that you stop my heart. You know, I want to feel that. I, I want to know what it's like to approach death and, and then come back as close as I can and, and see the light and then come back and win every time so uh yeah maybe i am a little crazy yeah yeah you are although aj and is like you're starting to, so aj's moved into the world of wrestling as well now and like if if you did a tlc match recently that looks like you're kind of thinking the same way these days yeah no dude if i don't almost die it's not a good match <laughs> <laughs> like, like to be honest with you like 
uh, I say the same thing to people because I, the way I say it, and I even say it in promos, I go, man, the, the reason why I, I, I got staying power in this business is because I grew up in Curry Francis' house. And if you grow up in Curry Francis' house, you not only know how to give an ass whooping, but you know how to take an ass whooping. <laughs> and that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that, and you got to be able to do that. So when I have these matches, I tell I tell people the same thing. Like, punch me for real. Because if you fake punch me, everybody here is going to be like, oh, man, uh, yeah, the big guy, he shouldn't even be, that shouldn't even affect him. But if you punch me for real, I can for real be like, damn, that actually hurt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A lot, I mean, if somebody misses in a match, I'll sit there and I'll laugh at them. I'm not going <laughs> to sell that. Like, exactly. People don't, people don't expect me to see it. If, 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 I, if I sell something like that, then that's when it becomes fake. That's when it takes them out of it. And that's not what I'm there for. I'm trying to make it as real as I can. Because, I mean, when I'm in there, it's basically as real as it could be for me. You know? Jesus. Uh, Tom, yeah, that, that actually builds on the question I wanted to ask you, which was, um, you know, you there's a lot of times – like, I get it a lot, too, where people say, uh, well, so, like, people that don't understand wrestling, they'll ask, well, is it is it scripted? Is it fake? It's like, well, why isn't it real? I'm like, dog, like, first of all, it's not UFC, which is real fighting. It's, like, theatrics. But my point being is that you're coming from UFC. So people are destined to make a direct comparison for that to you. What do you say to people who, who bring up that point? All I do is, I, I mean, they can watch my matches. If they think what I'm doing out there is fake, just go ahead and watch. Go, go ahead and watch my face when I'm in there. Go ahead and watch what's happening. Like we talked about a second ago, uh, like pain and, and stuff like that. They watch some wrestlers and they go out there and they do the, these spectacular moves and death-defying flips and, oh, wow, that's, that's great. But, like, that's not what I'm in there for. I'm in there for, like, long, sustained periods of pain and punishment. Like, what really happened in real life, you know? Um, so if somebody wants to say, like, it, it's it's fake, that's fine. The other matches can be fake. But I really, <laughs> really challenge somebody to watch one of my matches and tell me that it's not real. God, he sounds like a badass, man. Jesus Christ, he's filthy Tom Lawler. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Again, Defy Fight for This this Saturday night at the historic Washington Hall, which is such an amazing atmosphere for pro wrestling. Uh, you can get your tickets right now by going to defywrestling.com as Tom is fighting Shaft for the Defy Championship. You know, just in general, like everything you've accomplished already, but like, where are you with your timeline and what you still want to do, both when you talk about pro wrestling and still even in mixed martial arts? Yeah, I, I still get a number of offers uh, in the MMA world for uh, fights, for uh, I do commentary gigs yeah. um, for on Fight Pass. Uh, I've also you know done some wrestling commentary gigs uh, across like various streaming shows. So that's something that I'd like to you know continue to do and and do a lot more of. Um, but you know I also get fight offers that I've had to turn down uh, based on timing issues. Um, so there's stuff I, I still want to do in MMA. Uh, there's still stuff I want to do in pro wrestling, and it's tough to make all of them kind of happen at the same time. Right. So, uh, that's really been, like, the biggest struggle. So it's tough for me to go, like, you know, hey, I have these lofty goals in, in this area um, because I understand that, you know, one pulls you away from the other one. So, I, you know, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, I kind of take things uh, – on a case by case or like a day to day basis. So, uh, you know, what I've done in the past is cool. Um, I don't want to rest on my laurels whatsoever, but you know, my, 
my idea or my mantra or whatever you want to call it. My whole life is just to get better and better at what I'm doing. So, you know, I don't have like, hey, I want to be in, uh, you know, I want to be the IWGP junior heavyweight champion in three years. You know, I don't think like that. That's not something that uh, kind of goes through in my mind. It's like a day-by-day process. And, uh, you know, I just assume that at the end of the day, if I keep trying to be and that, you know, I will be. Yeah, I mean, you're well on your way. I think we can tell that at this point. You're well on your way. All right, so, AJ, are you going to do the question that we always give these guys? Because I wanted to kind of, like, expand on Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah, actually, I actually wanted to say, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot, Tom. Who do on the independent wrestling scene, who's one guy you haven't faced that you'd love to face other than me, obviously? And <laughs> to add to that, because, you know, we usually ask that of every guest that comes on the show, but you're a little different. Um, who is one mixed martial artist that you have yet to face that you would love to exactly face? Exactly the way I was going to word it. Thinking the exact same way. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one uh, is one that I'm going to say, like, luckily, I'm going to get a chance uh, to, to tackle soon and that is a fight against timothy thatcher okay um, so timothy thatcher is regarded as one of the best technicians in wrestling uh one of the best wrestlers he comes from a catch wrestling background trains in the re he's phenomenal one of the, one of the one of the top wrestlers in the entire world whether it's on the independent scene or any other scene and uh let me think back when was wrestlemania in uh san francisco what was that 20 20- Maybe. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. I yeah, went, yeah. I went to. It a, was thirty-one, so it was. Yeah. Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Fifteen. I think fifteen's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to a Evolve show, a Super Show, I believe, WWN Super Show, and there was a match between uh, Thatcher and Chris Hero, and I remember just being like locked in, glued to that match uh, while I was there, and now. Years later, I get to beat that guy's That's ass. That's cool, man. So I'm pretty pumped about I saw that. a Thatcher Zack Saber Jr. match once, like literally in this, right down the street from here, and it was one of the fucking greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. You know, AJ said the independent scene, but obviously there's guys like Zack Saber Jr. Uh, not a lot of people get to wrestle a style like he does, and I haven't been able to find somebody that wrestles, uh, you know, a style like he does. So I love to get in there with him as well. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, I mean, who wouldn't want to, you know, who wouldn't want to see that? So, uh, it, but like we talked about earlier, I'm really excited about fighting Shaft this weekend, right? No doubt. We talked about dishing out pain and, and taking it. <laughs> I mean, well, he's nuts. Yes. That he's nuts. He's insane. Correct. Like, this is a perfect match of insanity versus badassness. Like, this is, this is an unbelievable collision. All right. Uh, but you got to give us the mixed martial artist, too. Oh, guys, I haven't fought. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you just go right to the top, right? I mean, John Jones had his, his professional debut on a, a show that I was fighting on. Uh, so, you know, who's going to give me the most money? <laughs> John Jones, of course. <laughs> right. But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen uh, anytime soon. But what I would want to do, and I feel like I'm kind of like cherry picking at this point, but I really want super hulk title that manoa has okay all right that's dope that's dope i like everything about that um, i won't even strike him you have you been out to defy before like i feel like i i feel like i remember were you out there in the spring maybe yeah i've had uh let me think three appearances so far at defy uh 
I was in a three-way match with Mike Santiago and uh, Matt Cross. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, I also took on Ethan Page. Uh, Randy Myers was... Ravenous, ravenous Randy Myers. One of my uh, favorite experiences uh, was that match, and now this will be my fourth appearance at Defy. Um, Just can you explain to people that haven't been out, like, what... It's amazing. We can always talk about this. For an indie that didn't exist just a few years ago to have built what they've built, can you explain what this... Like, just the atmosphere is like being there. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like if you are a fan of um, not even not so much even wrestling, but like live entertainment and, and live theatrical performances, this is the place for you because it is a party atmosphere. People are packed in there. You are up close to the action. There's a lot of uh, interaction with the wrestlers themselves, and it's just like you know the venue itself lends itself to being like a. I wouldn't say a family atmosphere, but it makes all of the people there attending, you know, like one family, and the wrestlers included. So I am pumped up every time I get to go back to Defy, and this Saturday, no difference, believe me. No doubt about that. Defy fight for this Saturday night at Washington Hall. Again, go to defywrestling.com right now in order to get your tickets to uh, see Tom and Shaft just tear the place down. Tom, uh, social media, websites, T-shirts, anything, what can we plug for you? When you say it like that, it makes me think of other things. But um, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Filthy Tom Waller, that's L A W L O R. Just make sure you spell it correctly. Well, what you're saying is that, like, for everybody that thinks that you're Jerry, the King Lawler's long lost son, not 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 the case. No, no. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, however you look at it, I think <laughs> things would be a lot easier. Uh, in the wrestling world for me if I was, but uh, I'm not complaining. So, uh, yeah, it's Filthy Tom Waller, L-A-W-L-O-R, and uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And I think I have, like, 10 shirts left in my possession. So uh, if you want one, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram awesome, and, uh, and buy one. Awesome. Hey, Tom. I, I mean, yeah, sure. The hell. Let's go get them right now. Get rid of them so you yeah. have none. Let's I'll make that happen. Anything. I mean, I'll sell, I'll sell used gear. I have... Uh, a lock of hair still from <laughs> UFC 100 from the, the rat tail I had if anybody wants ah! to buy that. So. What's the price? Hang on a second. What are you selling your rat tail for? I don't know. This is one of those things that it's like every every year as I'm going through my old memorabilia I, I see it and I think to myself this is like the best uh, foreign item that you could have. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Make an offer is what you're saying. Make an offer. It's got to be worth at least a firstborn child. Or something, uh, we'll right? see about that rat tail. I hear you. Hey Tom, I uh, really appreciate it, dude. Uh, you're you're amazing. It's incredible to see what it is that you're doing. Uh, best of luck, uh, not only this weekend but moving forward. And let's do this again, all right? Yeah, no, thank you guys. Had a great time. I'm not jobbing out. Awesome. Thanks, Tom Lawler. He is a badass. Who? Uh, I mean, like you want a guy that could be like a legitimate fighter, AJ? You want a guy that you could bring over to uh, AEW? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, that's why I don't have the love in my heart that everybody does for darby allen and all these bony baloney wrestlers <laughs> it's be, it's because there's people like tom lawler who could be a legitimate ass kicker right. in wrestling and already is um and he doesn't get the opportunities because he doesn't paint half of his face and jump off of things that's i mean i you're not wrong i'm not telling you you're wrong there's absolute truth to that I would love to see you work with Tom Lawler, by the way. Holy shit, that would be crazy, man. That'd be a cool opportunity moving forward. 
All right, uh, let's get our plugs in. Brandon, we will start with you. Uh, you're bringing in Wango Tango uh, this weekend, right? That was, is that, was that who it was? Guess what we can talk about. Oh, is it? We can finally talk about it? It's announced, yeah. Oh, thank Christ. Starcast Jesus. is coming to Ramshead Live. We've been sitting on this for quite some time. <laughs> on November 8th and 9th, um, in conjunction with uh, AEW Full Gear, which Probably should have done this earlier in the show, Frank. I know, like. right? Um, so... Yeah, so uh, November 8th and 9th, it's in daytime. So it's Friday. I think it's 10 to 4 um, or 10 to 6. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to check the website. And it's 10 to 4 on the Saturday as well. Um, So far announced, I'd have to find out the whole list. But so far, um, we've got Red, White, and Blue Sting. Right. Who's doing the meet and greets. Um, I don't know if all of the podcasts have been announced. That's the main part that's ha- taking place in Rams Head. Some of the meet and greets. Red, type. white, and blue sting. Is he coming with the with the blonde yes. high top or not? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. No if that's comment. An, is that an is that an option anymore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the great Muda is going to be there. That's dope. That's dope. That's cool. Um, I know that. Uh, what is the um. The, the Yete. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, old WCW, like, kind of what-the-fuck type characters that are going to be there. The um, the Shockmaster. Hold on. Like, I'm bringing up the list. Okay. So, I think the way this is divided is, like, Friday, there's AEW Day. Okay. And then Saturday is, like, Legends Day. Okay. So, on, on Friday, we've got Cody. We've got the Young Bucks. We've got Brandy Rhodes. Now, keep in mind, there's other locations... Stay tuned to StarCast.com for all the details. And of StarCast where, with two R's. With two R's. Where everybody's going to be, how to get access to everything. All those details there. I'm just listing who's going to be at the event. I right. can't promise what venue. Right, 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 right. Okay. So the Bucks, Brandy Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Joey Janela, Best Friends, Nyla Rose, Jim Ross, Marcos. That's DC's Stunt, own Nyla Rose. That's right. Sammy Guevara, Moxley. Uh, Leva Bates, Tony Schiavone, Darby Allen, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Private Party, MJF. I mean, the whole roster, essentially. Orange Cassidy, that Aaron love, will be very Orange happy Cassidy. about that. Bia Priestley, Adam Page, Dark Order. Also, Actually, can, dude, that'd be a Priestley. Can please have Private Party win so there's, like, not white people that have all the belts? <laughs> Wait, what are Rio? Rio? Yeah, I was going to say Rio doesn't. Rio's, Rio's not white. Um, Aubrey uh, Edwards? If she wanted to... You Asians love being pale. That's like their whole gimmick. <laughs> Jesus yeah. By the way, that's that, why they use umbrellas at, outside. And that match with them it's and like would be a, a, it's like a sign of no, nobility if you're pale. That match with them and Bea Priestley last week was very good too. That, that tag team match in AW was excellent. Yeah. But so anyway, let, you know, ne- next year we got to start doing just the best match in wrestling. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Just, we're gonna have yeah, to start doing that. That's soon. a good point. So here are the non AEW guys. Okay. Johnny B. Bad. That's so funny. Build as Johnny B. Bad. That's so funny. I'm in. Colt Cabana. Missy Hyatt. Okay. Been a minute. I don't. I was, okay. Anyway, we won't. We won't say. Okay. Bo- Bobby Starr. Barry Horowitz. Nice. Of course, Dwayne Gill's gonna be there. I mean, he's right. Road Warrior Animal. Cool. Raven. Well, I guess S. <laughs> these are enough. SCU got mixed in with the other people. Jimmy Havoc, Sean Spears, blah blah blah. Uh, Red, white, and blue sting. Robocop That's, is going to be there. I, I don't even know what to like. I, we have so I have so many questions so about this. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be there. N- n- no, and that it wasn't, wasn't him. Yeah, you're thinking of ter- the Terminator, obviously. Peter. Well, it's the same gimmick. It. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else? Great Muda, Magnum TA, Taz, 
Ron, oh, cool. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, who of course famously won uh, his championship in Baltimore. Damn. Yep. Damn. Sandman. It was awesome on this show. I know that much. Sandman was a fucking the Sandman, great. The Sandman have uh, beer and Kindle sticks in his yeah. writer. I mean, his picture has a c- him lighting a cigarette, so that's on brand. You're probably gonna end up having to d- d- get him out of a building at some point. Got do 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 too cool. If we don't ever get a Sandman versus Joey Janela match in AEW, then yeah, be really great. You're right. You're right. You're right. The Shockmaster is coming to shock you because he's the Shockmaster. Wait, didn't you say Magnum TA was on the other? Didn't what? you Magnum say Magnum PI is Magnum TA the and the Shockmaster? Yes. That's pretty funny. Arn Anderson, Van Hammer, the Yete, Lex Luger. The Yete. Wait, Lex Luger is going to be there? Lex Luger is going to be there. Oh, wow. The Ding Dongs, <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Medusa, DDP, Baby Doll, Jesus George Christ. South. Yo, also, Jimmy by the way, what's happened in That's the last cool. couple of years where, like, a couple of years ago, people used to talk shit about Lex Luger and how he worked, how he worked, well, especially later in his career. And then out of nowhere, just the, I guess the video with him and Brian Pillman on the first Nitro pops up on the internet and everybody remembers how much they love Lex Luger. What happened? Uh, I don't know. I think still pe- people still talk shit on Lex Luger, particularly for some other reasons, but. I mean. <laughs> I, the fact that he probably all right no you know what we're not gonna do this no. we're trying to promote Starcast that's what we're doing Starcast go to Starcast Starcast.com <laughs> with two R's that's coming up at Rams November eighth and ninth and again it's during the day so you won't miss Full Gear come in go to Starcast go to Full Gear at night we'll all be that's there, awesome I think I'm uh, I said I'm good for Full, full gear? gear yeah okay, I'm great. good for Full Gear absolutely I'm in awesome all right very good uh, AJ you already plugged your events but tell everybody about social media all that shit. Yeah, you can follow me on social media, all social media, at AJFrancis410, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitch, uh, X videos. Whoa. No, that's not true. Whoa. Whoa. J-Date. If that was true, that'd be funny. Hey, Whoa. man, get all the markets you can, right? Um, but, yeah, you can follow me on, at AJFrancis410 on everything. You didn't see what they did to try to get people to come to the Dolphins game on Sunday, did you? Oh my dude, do you understand that those they the uh those girls yeah. were, their seats were literally right next to mine. Were they really? Uh, yes, really funny. the girl the girl the girl in the picture with the yellow boots on okay, and yeah. like wrap around her waist. She literally was in the same row as me, like four seats down and was like standing up with her nipples pierced I have, to her t shirt the whole game. People just telling her, Show us your tits, show us your tits. And I don't think she even did it. Well, I mean, I don't. She probably would have been kicked out of the stadium at that point. So they brought the the Bang Bros bus. <gasps> really? Literally. Yeah, Did the Bang Bros them? bus has its own tailgate yeah. at at every Dolphins game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing, man. It's Even the amazing. away games. Well, I think it's, no, just no, home I think games. Yeah, because I, I no, you know what? I think I did see an article about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's pretty great. All right, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Aaron, who the fuck cares? Um, uh, thank you again to Tom Lawler for joining us. And maybe next week we'll actually hear some of Aaron's... Inter- uh, you know who I think might be joining us next week? Uh, I think AJ will be excited. I believe Rocky Johnson is joining us. Oh, wow. Rocky, okay, you really? Have, first of all, you said Rock. First of all... Yeah, I know. I understand. You, you I, can't do that. Well, I would have said Gaw first if that was the case. So settle okay. down. I didn't... The Rocky Johnson, the soul man, <laughs> the Hall of Famer, so it would be an uptick on our account. What are the odds of The hey, Rock yeah. ever being on the show? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. 
probably the same as Rocky Johnson ever made. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't know Rocky Johnson was an option until I got a message from somebody who said, Rocky Johnson put a book out. Do you want to have him? I'm like, yep. oh, can you read the book this week so that we uh, – <laughs> I've got it if you can take it home with you because Lord knows I'm not going to have time I to get to it. I don't have any time. Well, son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> You're going to have to Rocky, do the Conan Rocky bit. Johnson used to win matches with a sunset flip, and I'm bringing it back. Oh, I like that. Well, that, it looks like Rocky Johnson is joining us next week on Jobbing Out, which is very cool. And maybe, who knows, Aaron will actually share his interviews with us that he did. I don't want to talk about it. All right. He did interview Roman Reigns. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, Ric Flair. Who? Fucking A. All right. Anyway. And Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley. Which one of us is not like the others? That's true. That is a good point. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He's black. Oh, uh, well, Roman's not black. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do you know what I? Re- do you know what? We I- gotta go. Go quickly. Wait. Do you know what I really like about this podcast? What? I prefer it harder, and I prefer this podcast deeper. What? Yeah. Oh, oh! I just got. <laughs> sorry. Damn it. All right. All right. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for. The main event. Vent. 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 Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. We're going to be two and a half hours this week. Go ahead. Get, go ahead. Do it. Yep. One more. Yep. I thought so. He's AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. If there aren't a yeah, thousand. I, I usually do like it deeper and harder. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there aren't a thousand memes of Bobby Lashley looking under the sheet uh, this week, <laughs> fuck you, internet. And Go I'm ahead. Out. He's got to do his thing. Fuck you, internet.